Today on Fitness Made Simple University, the podcast, we're talking about the three skills you have to develop if you want to be fit. These are three skills that if you develop them, you're more likely to be fit, to be in shape, and we're going to teach you how to do that in today's episode, which starts right now. Tired of sailing an endless sea of information with no way to tell what applies to you and what doesn't? Then welcome to Fitness Made Simple University where you're about to get actionable advice to make the right decisions for you and your life. Join your host, Chase Jenkins, health club owner, personal trainer, and nutrition coach, as he steps you through the Fitness Made Simple framework and talks to industry experts so you can move the needle on your health and fitness goal. Now, here's today's episode. So there's a lot of skills out there that you can have. You can have a great squat, you can have a great deadlift, you can be a really great cook, um, which I think actually is super high up on the list. Um, but there are three that it doesn't matter how great of a cook you are. It doesn't how matter how great of a program you can write, how wonderfully uh, you can squat or hinge or press over your head. If you don't have these things, these three uh, skills, the chances of you actually executing on those consistently enough to hit your health and fitness goals are going to be very, very low. Uh, there, these are three things that when I talk to a lot of great coaches, uh, industry leaders in, in research and behavior change, uh, this is one of the most common themes, uh, three, these three things. Um, and they categorize them different. They, they sometimes link a couple of them together. Uh, they talk about them in different ways. But it all boils down to this. It seems like every single great coach uh, that I speak to, that I learn from, these are the three things that they're they're focusing on developing in their clients. These are the foundations. Um, so when we talk about the Fitness Made Simple framework in the future, uh, when we unveil that finally and I stop teasing you guys, uh, which here's the truth, uh, we want our podcast to be at 1,000 subscribers and then we're going to unleash this thing. So the more you share these episodes, the faster we're going to get that amazing framework that has the power to change your life. Um, but also we're doing some back-end work uh, to uh, handle the new new clients and, and uh, the new business that we get uh, from that. But however, uh, the three skills that you have to develop to be fit, uh, the foundations uh, uh, of our framework are these three things. Um, these are three things that are woven into each part of the framework. So when we talk about you know developing habits, um, we talk about the different pockets and areas of our life and the different skills and things that we need to develop and work on. And some people are better in other areas and worse in other areas and vice versa. These three things are woven into each of those areas. So there's categories or segments. Uh, but each one of those uh, has a degree of each of these. Um, this is kind of the umbrella, if you will, that is over the entire thing, that is over your entire health and fitness journey. So if you don't have uh, one of these three things or any of these three things, um, this is a really great place for you to start. Um, it's a really powerful place uh, for you to start. Um, and we have some tools uh, for us as well. Um, the first one, uh, our habit assessment, uh, is actually one of the best tools for the first part of this framework. Um, in that, uh, you can do that and it just, you know, it makes you think about your habits and, and kind of where you, where you lack and where you're strong uh, and where you can celebrate where you're good at. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive in today into the three skills that you have to develop in order to be fit and be fit for a long time. Uh, we don't we don't always make that distinction that you can get in shape 
I was talking about this with one of my clients yesterday um, that some people uh, will come in and there's a there's a, a a couple doctors that we work with that are just they're they're amazing they're very um, keen on you know, hormonal health and holistic health and one of the things that they deal with all the time is thyroid issues because we have people who come in and just absolutely bury their bodies and they develop these crazy issues their hair's falling out um, you know they're they're having weird hormonal swings they're they're gaining weight when they're eating less I mean there's all kinds of um, you know their nails are super brittle. Um, and it's because they're they're eating 900 calories a day and doing two hours of cardio a day. That's basically what it boils down to. Um, shout out to, you know, I'm not going to name the coach, uh, but he's in Columbus and he does the copy paste thing with every single one of his clients. A little bit of tea there for you or coffee, if you will. It's early in the morning. However, um, because of that, uh, those people don't stay in shape very long because these three things aren't developed. Um, and they get these incredible physiques and they teach other people their methods. And those people think that, oh, well, if that's what it takes to be in shape, then I don't want to do that. So this is really important for you to understand that and understand that, uh, these are the actual things it takes to be in shape for a long, long time and not just get in shape, um, for three months and then gain all your weight back or so forth, which is what happens to a lot of people. Um, because fun fact, Americans lose more pounds, uh, in a year than any other country. I think uh, other than the, the top five countries combined, actually. So we lose more weight every single year, but we're still one of the most overweight. That probably has something to do with the regain that happens every single year as well. Um, so there must be a, a, a broad method that is overused um, that ha- does not have sustainability in mind. Uh, because most people don't know these three things, which we're going to get to right now. Number one is self-awareness, the ability to coach yourself. Um, when we look at... What causes somebody to be in shape? What is the one thing that if an individual has is going to predict with the highest probability that they are going to be fit and healthy? It's not socioeconomic status. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with your geography, what area of the country you live in. Now, those things are very strong. Those are very strong things. You know, culture is strong. Economics is strong. But... There are so many outliers in every single one of those categories that we can't pin it down as such a degree of variance. But self-awareness was the thing that they picked out. It was the thing that they found that the most self-aware people are the most fit people. So that tells us if we can develop more self-awareness, we can develop uh, a fitter and healthier life. Or maybe by proxy, it'll just happen anyways. Um, and I'll tell you what, that the process of getting in shape is kind of a self-discovery thing anyways. And I don't know if developing self-awareness consequently makes you fitter because of the, uh, just inherent nature of, you know, more about yourself and you know what to do. Or if it's the fact that in order to be more self-aware, you have to go through a very uncomfortable process and you develop that muscle of going through more uncomfortable things, which is number two. Um, but self-awareness is something that is kind of ambiguous and we don't like to do things that aren't actionable and tangible. So self-awareness is something that you must develop, correct? Uh, it's not something that we all inherently have. Um, some of us are really, really bad at it. Uh, others are great. And when I say self-awareness, I mean understanding that when I don't get to bed until this time and I wake up at this time, I feel this way and my day goes this way most likely. So there's two things that can happen there. You can change the behavior so you can you know, figure out, hey, it reinforces that behavior of 
I'm not going to stay up because now I understand the consequences. It's a one-to-one ratio. When I do X, Y happens and I don't want Y to happen. That we're, Therefore, I'm not going to do X anymore. That's behavior change. Or we can recognize it in the middle of the day and go, oh, I did X. I'm going to I'm gonna flip the script now and I'm going to take control and not just let Y happen. Um, so there's two sides of that coin. Uh, so developing that self-awareness is understanding in your own body, when I do this, this happens. Um, and I wouldn't make too deep of inferences about weight gain and, and progress and all that. So, so some things are just long-term plays. It's focus more on the actions, not on the results. So for example, when I eat a bunch of sugar before bed, or if I eat a lot of carbohydrate before bed, I have cravings all day the next day. Um, not, you know, that, that's a good one as opposed to, um, you know, when I go out to eat, yeah, I gain a couple pounds. So I'm gonna gonna never go out to eat again. Um, that's that's probably not not the best way to go about that. That's not really self awareness. Um, you know, self awareness is also our mental um, th- uh, how our self talk, right? So if we're looking at our self talk and the things that lead to negative self talk and the things that lead to positive self talk, what actions, what environments, you know, what is going on? that lead to these positive or negative scenarios. Um, so when we look at our habits, which is we know now is, is very, very important if you've been listening for any length of time, you understand that your habits are the foundations of behavior change. And developing them requires self-awareness. So one of the things that you can do um, is we have a habit assessment for you. And it, there's a goal development worksheet on there as well that breaks that, those habits down uh, into very tangible, actionable steps. Talked last week about the five-minute action. Um, it gives you a whole list of five-minute actions that you can do every single day that develops um, practices, that develops your habits, which lead you to your goals. So that's totally free. Um, go to fitnessmadesimpleu.com or fmsuniversity.com, or you can go to uh, our Facebook or our Instagram, click the link, um, click the follow button first, and the share button. Share this with your friends. It's good for everybody. Uh, and you can click the link in our bio. It's flow.page slash fmsu is what you'll see. The habit development workbook will be on there. It's totally free. Take that. It'll help you develop your self-awareness because here's what happens. If you're not self-aware, you cannot coach yourself. You cannot figure out why things are happening to you. And you just think, oh, it's just the universe and it's just the stars aligning. And that's why I can't get in shape. So I just have to sit here and ponder and wait for the perfect moment for the stars to align uh, for uh, this galactic energy to push me forward into fitness. And that is simply not true. Okay, so uh, people believe that people truly, truly believe that uh, because they lack self-awareness. You must develop your self-awareness um, if you don't. And listen, it's not a comfortable process. It's not a it's not a fun process because it's looking in the mirror. David Goggins talks about his accountability mirror. Um, he has a challenge, I believe, it's the end of chapter two of his book uh, that talks about the, the accountability mirror and doing it for yourself. Um, and it's an uncomfortable exercise. So, uh, so developing self-awareness is incredibly, incredibly important. Uh, but it is also not very fun. So, um, but on the other side of that, I'm telling you, you just you just feel so much more in control, and that is a very rewarding feeling. Um, and one of the best ways to do that, like I said, is our habit development workbook. That's why we use that, and why we give it away for free. So, go snag that now. Number two, um, I talked about um, you know your habits are what carries you because when things get difficult. Um, and we don't want to do them. Our habits are kind of, we fall to the level of our habits, right? But there's also this thing called opposition tolerance. This is number two. So first off, we have self-awareness, which is 
boils down to the ability to coach yourself and the ability to move forward and know what direction to move in. Number two is going to be opposition tolerance. Where is your quit point? So how much can you take? How hard can you push before your body or your brain gives up? Um, This isn't a hardcore thing. This is simply understanding your level of ambivalence that you can handle before you say no. So this can come in many forms. This doesn't mean that it burns so bad you, you can't exercise anymore. It doesn't mean that um, your workout is so hard that, that you have to stop, you know, and, and you need to be able to not stop. That is not what we're saying here. It is how much clarity do you need to have before you take the step? You know, how much education do you need on this topic before you take action on it? Um, what is your opposition tolerance? So that mystery, that opposition of that mystery, right? In terms of education, uh, how little education can you have before you have faith in something because you trust an individual um, and you take that step forward? Um, you know, that may not be the best example. We don't want to encourage you to take blind steps forward. Um, but, you know, hey, experience is the best teacher. Um, but that quit point of, well, I tried to prep my meals today but it was raining, so I was going to get wet going to my car, and getting wet is uncomfortable. Um, so I decided not to go to the grocery store, so this entire week is now a wash, um, and I'm not going to get any closer to my goals. I may even go backwards a little bit. Where's your opposition tolerance? How many things? Uh, and this is a, a really, really great exercise. So if you just understand what a quit point is, so it's a point where you quit an action, you decide not to do an action that that moment. If you can have the self-awareness, right, to stop and pause and say, why did I just decide to not do this thing? What made me decide? And again, uncomfortable process, right? It's not a fun thing. Um, If we just decide, why did I not do this thing? Why did I quit doing this thing? Um, And the best place to develop this practice is in your exercise. I'll tell you why in a second. But your quit point is going to tell you a lot about your own psychology and thus develop your self-awareness, but your quit point tells you your opposition tolerance. And if you understand, wow, I actually didn't go do my homework, I didn't go read that book, I didn't go read that article, um, because something was more readily available to me that was much more comfortable and entertaining. So maybe your quit point doesn't have anything to do with opposition tolerance. Uh, Maybe the opposition is just that you had to put down something comfortable. And how comfortable does it have to be before you never pick up the right thing? That's opposition tolerance. So figuring out where your level is and figuring out ways to push past it. Um, and it starts with self-awareness when you're aware of those, your quit points of the decisions, the, the times in space where you decide not to do the things that you need to do. They're going to, that you know, you actually may want to do and that are better for your life. If we can pick those things out and figure out what's leading to them then we can pretty much instantly overcome them. And it increases our opposition tolerance. Now with exercise, one of my favorite things to do is pick an exercise like some sort of isolation exercise. It's not dangerous. So we're not going to do a barbell squat um, or a a hack squat or something really, really crazy. Um, You know, a deadlift. We're going to do a bicep curl. We're going to do probably something on a cable or a machine. Um, a machine row. A, a, I like to do these actually with cable lateral raises. I don't know why. It's my favorite uh, uh, time to do this exercise is go until it burns. So this is kind of famous saying uh, by Arnold that is you start counting when, this, when the reps start burning. And listen, Arnold 
Arnold was a jokester, so uh, a lot of people will take a lot of his advice to heart, and it's so funny if you watch uh, him in interviews and 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 things. Uh, looking back, you know, in the seventies and eighties, uh, he was always, always, you know, just because he knew people would listen to anything that he said. Um, one of his favorite things to do, and he's been quoted at admitting this, is to give people the wrong advice and watch them do it for six months and show up to the competition. And they look bad, and he just goes, ha-ha, I got you. And it was just hysterical to him. Uh, you know, he's like that mean big brother, so I don't always listen uh, to some of those guys understand. Sometimes they're joking. However, um, one of the things he did talk about was he he, the, he starts counting the rats when they start burning. Uh, I think that was more of kind of a hardcore thing. Uh, but however... It is something that we need, that an exercise that we can do in our exercise, um, in our fitness, is we do a cable lateral raise. We do 12. That starts to burn. Um, we're supposed to get to 15. We get to 15. And we decide to drop the weight. That was your quick point. So what we can do before we do that set is I always, I do something. I try to get to my third quit point. And at my third quit point, I'll actually quit. And between the first and the third, I learned a lot about myself. Um, it's not something that, that I can fully explain to you, but I know it's something that's true and that is powerful. In that, if you do this, you'll want to quit once and you'll say, no, I'm not going to do this. When you get to the first, between the first and the second, when you go, holy crap, I just did five more, I need to quit. And you go, no, I'm not going to. That, com- that conversation you have in that instance, in that moment, will tell you so much about your psychology and how powerful you actually are and how powerful your brain actually is when we leverage it. So between that second and that third quit point, we find out kind of what we're made of. Um, And if it's one more rep, it's one more rep. Sometimes you find, I was going to quit at 15 and I just got to 30. That has happened to me multiple, multiple times. It's an exercise I like to do with my clients sometimes because especially, especially with women, um, it's really common, and it's not about being hardcore or anything else. Um, it's just a, a lifting weights thing inherent. I don't know why it is, but it is more common in that you don't realize what you're capable of. Um, and you don't realize how strong you actually are. Uh, so that is a really wonderful exercise, and it develops your opposition tolerance. And if we could do that um, to picking up groceries, to cleaning out our car, to reading a book, whatever we need to do, if we can develop our opposition tolerance and our self-awareness, I promise we will have much, much more success in our health and our fitness. Now, the third thing is going to be organization to a degree. Now, I'm not talking about you had to be Marie Kondo and um, those, I don't know who those girls are on Netflix. They, they just put stuff in clear containers. Um, but I'm not talking about that level of organization. I'm talking about you're a busy person. Try and tell me you're not. Um, if you're not a busy person, congratulations. Um, maybe you don't have to worry about this. Just float through space um, and go to the gym when you feel like it most because your schedule allows that. But that is not most people. That's probably not you. That's probably not me. So we must organize to some degree when we're going to do things. One of the high-level skills that is up there with self-awareness, it was in the same study when we talk about self-awareness being the number one determinant of whether or not you're going to be in shape. One of the most high-level skills was scheduling. It wasn't squatting. It was scheduling. And that tells us that the people who have the most organized schedules are the most likely to be successful. Now, if you are not like my, for example, my sister-in-law, 
who color codes her schedule and or like my wife who sits down uh, and she can just organize her entire day and has checklists and you know that organized people that's not me I'm not a very organized person I try my best uh, but one thing I do every single week is on Sunday afternoons I sit down and again five minute action if you remember from last week this is one of my five minute actions is and it's it's a it's kind of not a double whammy whatever the opposite of a whammy is it's double that um it is both a five minute action and it's scheduling which is this high level skill of organization that leads to success in your health and fitness and that i sit down and in my notes on my phone i literally go monday bold put a column or a, a column and then i write down uh the tasks that i'm going to do on monday um, actually, I don't even start there. I start with all the tasks that I need to get done in the week. So working out, um, you know, that's something I have to do every day. Uh, if there's a meeting that I have, you know, th- those types of things. They're in my Google Calendar too, so my phone pings me and reminds me five minutes before when I've already forgot so I can rush to my office and set up Zoom. Um, but those things are there as well. But in my notes on my phone, I go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I take from the big list and I assign those things to days. Um, so I start with the big things, start with the big things, go down through to the little things, actually leave working out last. I know in my head now about when that window is going to be every single day. Sometimes I'll just go ahead and throw it in there because um, we have schedules and routines and we figure it out and that's great. Um, but if you remember from last week, that action line, remember, so working out is one of those things that we just don't have the motivation to do because we don't have accountability if we don't have a personal trainer or a coach, which is why I think you should hire one and have some form of accountability into your life because would you go to work if you didn't have any consequences? Would you go to work if you didn't have a boss and you still got a paycheck? Probably not. Uh, so fitness is no different. You don't have that boss. You don't have that person. It's like being an entrepreneur of your body uh, and that you don't have a boss. You don't have somebody to tell you what to do. And I can tell you that is very, very difficult. Not having accountability in your life will cause a lot of stress and distress. So uh, build that in. Hire a coach, hire a trainer, hire one of ours. We'd love to help you with that and educate you at the same time. However, having that organization and knowing that there are certain things that are going to be very, very important and they have to happen at 9 p.m., they have to happen here, wherever, you're going to find these windows where you can assign your workouts, when you can assign a five-minute walk, where you can assign picking up groceries, um, where you can assign prepping your meals. These things that you need to do in order to get in shape, you can learning, reading. Hey, let's not forget about that, right? Learning more about health and fitness. Um, that's why we love doing podcasts because we know we can fit it into your day on your on your drive to work while you're on the treadmill. That's why podcasts are awesome and why Fitness Pain Simple is awesome. Uh, however, that organization lays the foundation, the ability for you to be able to execute on the things that you need to do to take the steps you need to take. Now, if you arrive at that place, if it's 2 p.m. and it is workout time and it is in your schedule and you don't want to do it, remember from last week, take a five-minute action and you will have the motivation because action begets motivation, not the other way around. So we know everybody's busy. But some people are still able to figure out how to work out. It's not that the stars aligned. It's that they took the time to organize and schedule in around uh, you know, their day-to-day life where they're going to do these healthy habits. If they are not in your schedule, they will not happen. 
I promise. They may happen sometimes. They will not happen consistently enough in order for you to get to those goals that we so desperately want you to get to. So make sure you're organizing and you're putting things in your schedule. No excuses because I'm not an organized person either. You can make a note in your phone right now that just says weekly to do, weekly schedule. Write all of your tasks down that you have to do every single week for that week. Do it every Sunday afternoon, wherever you want to do it. And assign everything to your week. Fit in between in the slots that are most convenient for you to exercise, to get your groceries, to do whatever it is that you need to do to get in shape. And you will have a ton of success, I promise you. So to wrap up, that is your three skills that everybody needs to develop. One, we have a worksheet for you at fitnessmadesimpleu.com or fmsuniversity.com that is self-awareness, the ability to coach yourself, understanding your habits, where your weak points are, and then opposition tolerance and where your quit points are and, and how much ambivalence can you stand before you decide not to do the thing that you need to do. And thirdly, to prevent some of that ambivalence to begin with, is organization, scheduling, a very high level skill that will lead to more success in your health and your fitness. Hey, listen, today was a good episode. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to brag on myself um, because I know this is such powerful information and I want you to give it to your family and your friends and I want you to share it on your Instagram story and tag people and leave a review because that is helping us get this message out to more people because we're seeing the impacts of it and that's why we've been so fired up the last couple weeks as we understand what this is doing for people. Um, So please don't keep this to yourself. Please share it with somebody. Please blast it on social media. Tag us in it so we can celebrate with you and say thank you. Other than that, we'll see you next week. That's it for this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on the knowledge and context we use to change our own clients' lives. And if you found value in today's podcast, please leave a review and share it to your social media. We'll see you next week with more of the information you need to live your fittest, healthiest life.